Enthusiastic air horn. I put a lot of zest in my air horn (laughs) just then. You're the only person I know that says the word zest. Because it's the best word. I like (laughs) I like zest and I like saying demi glaze (laughs) and slacks. Sure, and slacks. Slacks. So first two are food related, and then the third one is. Yep, and moist. These are all <laughs> words that drive me nuts, and I think they're hilarious and gross at the same time. And thundersticks. Well, thunderstick, that has so much. <laughs> There's so much to that. Two, two words that are great put together. They are. They are. Without, by themselves, they're good, but mm-hmm. they're not great. Mm-hmm. Put them together, and it's great. I have to uh, let everybody at home who's listening know, uh, do not fear. We do not have a gong today. (laughs) Uh, We are on location at Shark After Dark where Rob is recording his shows. And I guess last week the gong really surprised people (laughs) to the point where my parents texted me. They almost drove off the road because they were were driving from... (laughs) Uh, back to Georgia from Rhode Island. They had like a two day drive, so they were listening. They were catching up on all the. Oh, and they said, I'm like, so sorry. I did <laughs> not. I actually saw some uh, some tweets and some uh-huh. uh, some uh, social media about how uh, the gong scared some pets. Yes, yeah, out of pets. the room. Uh, it really <laughs> jarred some people. <laughs> And all I can say is sorry, kind of not sorry at the same time. (laughs) I know you're not sorry. Well, look, obviously I don't want to cause a cardiac arrest for anyone. But at the same time, a little wake-up gong never hurt anybody. Yeah, a little wake-up gong. And don't put a gong next to me and think it's not going to get smacked. (laughs) I just have to say that like, when you were just kind of testing it out when Uh we first got there before we started recording, I was like, oh, this isn't a very loud gong. And then you whacked it (laughs) in the middle of the show out of nowhere and scared the shit out of all of us. I didn't didn't realize it was going to thunder like it did. (sighs) Yeah. Um, uh, But yeah, sometimes you lay the smack down. And sometimes you get the retort. Yeah, uh, it and... scared Gary so much he's not even here today. <laughs> <laughs> His wife went into labor. His wife went of the into gong. labor because that gong was so loud. <laughs> it scared the t- it scared the baby out. Yeah. By the way, Gary uh, is not with us today. He is uh, with his family. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, baby. On the way. Mm-hmm, getting and drunk in the delivery get, room. Yep. And he's shirtless. I promise you that. <laughs> yeah. He is shirtless. The and doctor's probably, like, you don't have to have your shirt off for the baby to be yeah, born. At least put on the, <laughs> the, the scrubs The scrubs we gave you, sir. And he's like, I do this. I pay my bills. <laughs> like, Take yeah. it easy, Gary. We all know. <laughs> but he's got a bottle of Jack in one hand, and he's screaming, I pay my bills, shirtless, in the delivery room. Mm-hmm, just one rubber glove on <laughs> and a bottle of Jack. And... Having a good time. Vintage Gary. So glad there's another little Gary on the way. (laughs) Vintage Gary. That's a great shirt. Uh, It won't be long before Gary's uh, and and little Gary Mm -hmm. 
are uh, driving around in a motorcycle with a sidecar. Both of them hammered. <laughs> Both of them shirtless. And I, when I say not long, I'm talking like a matter of months. Yeah, sure. A matter of months. Can you put a baby seat in a sidecar? Well, he's not going to use a baby seat. <laughs> yeah. You think he's that responsible? That's true. He's just driving around going, I pay my bills. I just hope he's not the one in the sidecar. <laughs> but he at least puts the baby in the sidecar. That'd be very advanced. <laughs> it's like, why are you still talking about your bills? Like, we know you. Okay. Nobody's talking about your bills. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, hey, by the way, before we forget, I'm Rob Riggle. I'm, uh, I'm Sarah Tiana. With us as always, Chan, say hi. Hi, everyone. Um, and uh, our engineer today, what is your name again? Eric. Eric. Eric, our engineer is here. Uh, again, because Gary is... Uh, causing mischief in a hospital somewhere, uh, <laughs> probably stealing. I'll let's be honest. Yeah, uh, he's he's probably it's snooping like, I don't around. Think you need the soaps yeah. from the and the shampoo. And he's snooping the- around the pharmacy. <laughs> you got any oxycillin? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Are you a patient here? <laughs> never mind. Never you mind who I am. I'm a doctor here. Yeah, I'm a doctor. <laughs> I'm doing doctor stuff. I'm trying to do science, man. Just because you're wearing a white leather jacket doesn't mean you're a doctor. <laughs> white leather. <laughs> White leather. God, that's so him. I would love to see you in a white leather jacket, I assume. I would, too. And you can every Saturday night (laughs) at the club. Because that's where I hang out, at the club. I feel like the only people that are allowed to wear white leather jackets are like... Heavyweight champions? Yeah, or like lion tamers, (laughs) right? Like, it seems yeah, like a lion tamer. Yeah. Like, no shirt underneath. Of course. I, or high-end magicians. <laughs> yeah, high-end. High-end. Super classy magicians. What, what's Is there such thing as a high-end? Yes. Oh, yeah. Vegasy. Vegasy. Oh, Vegas. You got to think Vegas Sure, terms. sure, sure. Yeah. Which, by the way, I may quit all of this foolishness <laughs> and just become a Vegas magician. If, It'll take so long to learn. If, if you did... Yeah. In, like if instead of Ski Master Academy, uh-huh. you did Vegas Magician Academy. <laughs> like every year, it's just a new academy. We talked about that actually. We did talk about did. doing a new academy every year, <laughs> and it is still on the drawing board. Believe me. <laughs> because I would definitely sign up for any kind of special skills class competition. By the way, Sarah, when we last spoke, mm-hmm. you were being a wonderful partner. <laughs> To your boyfriend. Oh. Mm-hmm. And you were celebrating his birthday by playing golf with him, by sacrificing a weekend to spend time with him on the links, which I'm sure he enjoyed immensely. Because right. I saw some photos and it looked like you guys were having the time of your life. You know, that golf course down in Pachanga Journeys is one of the most beautiful golf courses I think I've ever oh, seen. Nice. I mean, I've heard good things, but I've never been. I mean, just the. And Pachanga's the... not paying you. No, no, no. Right? No, no, no. So this is an honest endorsement. Yeah, this is an honest endorsement. I mean, it's only the third time I've ever played golf. Okay. Uh, my first time was at Pinehurst. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. So that was like... Well done. I know. Yeah. And then last year, I played in New Mexico for his birthday, because that's where we went for his birthday trip. And so this time was a journey. So I don't feel like I've ever like really been on a bad course. You really haven't. You're but, doing pretty um, well. Yeah, he always gets so mad because I just go up there. I don't wear gloves or anything. I just go up there and whack it. And he's like, you need to take some practice swings. And I'm like, when I take practice swings, I overthink it. And then I don't get it off the ground. But if I just go up there and hit it and don't think about it, then it always goes straight and far. That's You're absolutely right. The more (laughs) swing thoughts you have, this is what they're called, swing thoughts. The more (laughs) swing thoughts you have, the worse it's going to go. 
You're yeah. supposed to keep your swing thoughts down to one or two, which is almost impossible because you're always thinking, I got to get my hands. I got to worry about this. I got to worry about that. And next thing yeah. you know, it's you can't even walk hardly. Once so I, you tell him to play his own game and you play your game. Thank you. That is what I said. Good. I said, why don't you just focus on, on you? You, you got enough to clean up with your, with your game. <laughs> yeah. Don't you worry about my game. Yeah. And then when he did leave me alone and just let me do what I wanted, yeah. I hit par. Nice. You know, which is like, I think that's good, right? Yeah, that's Par's pretty good. That's anytime you get a par is a victory. It wasn't an easy course. These are like 400 yard yeah. pars, you know? Yeah. So it was a really long way. So yeah, anytime I got a par or like one over, I felt like I did pretty good. So I would say Absolutely. I would get one. I got one over par on like three of the whole, I only played like 10 holes. I didn't play all 18 because I like to just sit and watch a little bit. And drink. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just observe. At some point, you just shut it down and cocktail. <laughs> yeah. We all do. I'm just here to. We all do. Especially if, the game, if you're having a terrible game, I shut it down early and start cocktailing. He's <laughs> not really there to watch me play. He wants me there to watch him play. Yep. Because it I doesn't get it. count unless By if the I'm way, not there to that's witness. That's just it. good girlfriend advice. <laughs> yes. if, if you're, you know, if you not that anybody's interested in making each other happy anymore, but if, <laughs> if you are interested in making your spouse or partner happy, mm -hmm. uh, Going to watch your husband play golf means a lot to your husband or, or boyfriend. Yeah, it I mean, really I feel does. like literally he thinks that my only job on the planet is uh, is not to like create life, but like I'm there so that I will watch him or time him. Because uh, if I don't, like, I feel like he's just like, babe, watch. Yeah. Like if I if I ever heard that more than I, I probably heard, babe, watch more than I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your only job is to go. Oh my gosh! gosh. Yeah. How did you do that? That was great. From that downtown. Really, that was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw yeah. some flair well, but, on uh -huh. it. Okay, but guys, we all do. We do it for you too. Yes, honey. What's wrong? Nothing. Are you sure? Because it seems like something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, everything's fine. It's yeah, just, uh, right. Well, why don't you? Uh, was it? Was it something with your? Yes, and then then blah, it all comes out, and we have to sit there and go, "Yep, oh my god," and don't fix it. This is a big lesson, guys. Don't try to fix it. Just absorb it. <laughs> Take all the heat and venom that she wants to pump out and absorb it and just say, wow, that's unbelievable. I'm so sorry that happened to you today. Mm -hmm. And don't try to fix it. <laughs> no, no. I don't need your help fixing right. it. Right. You just have to absorb. I just need to Absorb vent. the venom. Yeah. That's what we have to do. <laughs> So we all play our games. We yeah. all play our games. We ask you to watch us play sports and watch us peacock and celebrate that. <laughs> and we swallow whatever is bothering you. Yes. And that's just our, that's the compromise. That's how it works. It's a good compromise. It is. I'm fine with it. It's, mm -hmm. it's part, it's the negotiation and the compromise of relationship. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, everybody's got to deal with it. Yep. And I learned one thing. He did teach me one thing that I was holding my, uh, the ch the chipper my irons wrong. Uh -huh. I guess I was the like, wedge. I was holding the wedge back and not forward. Oh, you had an open face on the. I wedge. had an open face like which down. is not always wrong. It just depends on what shot. Sometimes it's it depends on the shot you're you're confronted with. Yeah. So when he gave me when he just told me to turn it, then I was a much it was a much easier to get it in the air. Oh, nice. Because <laughs> most of the time I just Were it's my middle it? game. Like yeah. My putting is great. My yes. drive is great, yeah. but it's my middle game that's super There's hard. There's always one element of the game that haunts everybody. It's yeah. just the way it is. That's why it's that's why golf is so fun to play because it's a lifetime sport because really uh, attaining any kind of mastery is unattainable. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're like a professional golfer uh, who has a natural skill and does it 24/7. Just yeah, it made me like um 
it made me love Brooks Kepka so much more because <laughs> he was talking, like Chris was talking yesterday that like Brooks Kepka really hates golf. Like he's not a fan. He didn't grow up loving the sport. He just happens to be good at it. Like he doesn't want to practice. He doesn't want to go out there and like chip around with you. Like when Tiger texted him and was like, hey, can we do a practice round? He's like, he just like didn't even text Tiger back. Can you imagine like not texting Tiger Woods back? And I was like, yeah, that's like exactly how I feel, A, about golf and B, about comedy. Like I've always been like that with stand-up. Like it's not something I was ever driven to do. Like yeah. it wasn't something that I – it was just like, oh, right. it's just like this thing that was just like easy and fun yeah. and that I had a good time doing. But it wasn't – it's not something that I like – can't wait to get out there to do absolutely because you and I both we both know uh, comedians that um, if they're not doing it if right. they're not doing stand up they're not right right like they they it's something that they have to have it's it's let's be honest it's probably a hole in their soul mm -hmm. that they can't fill oh yeah I have and several so they, friends like that they're trying to fill it constantly for the rest of their life they're chasing that demon mm -hmm. I did stand up for many years and was fine not doing it anymore. Yeah. It's not that I don't love it. I did. I appreciated it. I enjoyed my time when I was doing it. Um, and maybe someday I'll do it again. But but I'm okay not doing it, too. Yeah. Uh, and I don't so want people to get it. think that I don't like, like, when I'm doing show, when you come to see me at a show, like, it's not like I don't want to be there. It's right. like, I love being on stage. Yeah. It's waiting to go on stage, having to get to the club. It's everything that surrounds it's it. all the surroundings. Like, once I'm on stage, I'm good. It's when you I'm have to go good. do the zoo crew, the, uh, the yeah. 900th zoo crew <laughs> to promote the show, or, you know, the, 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 the pictures, the meet and greets afterwards, mm -hmm. which is not, it's not a bad thing, but when you do it in 25 cities and it's the same thing you know over and over people scream pow in your face and you're mm -hmm. like i don't know what to do with that except scream it back at you and i don't want to scream it again because i'll blow yeah. my own head off um it's like talking to the guys that open for you backstage where they're asking you like about comedy yeah. and how you like and like and i feel bad talking like this is like their passion this is something they've right. cared about their whole life and i'm just like i don't know i mean it's and I, by the way <laughs> I, this is not to take a big dump on it because no. um uh and here's the thing i still do improv yeah. I still do improv every week down at the UCB Theater here in L.A. Um, because that that's how I really came up, was doing sketch and, and improv. Uh, but stand-up is a grind. It's it, People don't realize mm -hmm. how hard it is to do two shows a night uh, for three nights in a row, uh, plus all the radio, plus you're sleeping in hotels. You're not, you don't really get to bed until 3 or 4 in the morning. No. Because by the time you get off stage, it's 1 a.m. and you can't just turn off it like a light. You have all this adrenaline cooking through you after two shows, so it takes time to come down off of that. Usually, the comedians want to go out afterward, mm -hmm. so you end up in a bar until three in the morning, you know, yeah. uh, cocktailing until you can calm down, uh, and then you get up at noon the next day. It's just a hard life. It's just stand a grind. up is having to go to the gym every day. Yeah. Like all day, every day, and then being on stage is like what you look like because you went to the gym every day. Uh -huh. Like being on stage is like the benefit of like, oh, this is what I, how good I look in a bathing suit. So you get like that one <laughs> hour, yeah. like four times pay off. A, pay off four times a week. But there's so much more work that went into how good you look in that bathing suit. Oh yeah. And so that to me is like obviously like nobody likes going to the gym and if you right. do turn this podcast off well, not that, for that's you another thing. It, took, it took it took me probably a year to build a 50 minute set okay yeah oh and, yeah and to really get it tweaked where it was you know uh headline worthy and then you then uh, shot a special off of it but 
you know, that take a long time. And then you tour it, right, for a year or two. And mm-hmm. then you're like, well, I got to come up with a new set. And then you think about how daunting it is to create that new set. Uh. And you're like, ah. And then if you're lucky, you know, you get, there's other opportunities. And, and so you, you, you kind of really drift away from it. I really don't like this model of like a new special every year that people are putting out. I think it is the most egregious idea. Like, obviously, some people are very proficient and they write so much that they have to just, like, get rid of stuff. Uh But I feel like that is, like, maybe a tenth of 1% of comics that are out there. I think art takes a really long time. And, and like, the idea of people, they're like, why haven't you done another special? You just did one a year and a half ago. And I'm like... I'm not doing one. I'm only going to do it every five years. Yeah. Adele is one of the greatest artists, I think, of our time. She sure. puts out an album every five years. Yeah. I'm on the Adele cycle. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you're right. I think it was it was probably Louis C.K. Didn't he do that where he was coming yeah. out with a new special every year? Yeah. And that's a unbelievably high standard, unbelievable to, yeah. to try to match that because that's like an assembly line of of. They're material. never good. Like if he waited two years, yeah. it would be so much better. Right. Because you'd know, have time to craft it and select. Yeah. I was talking to Jezelnik about it because he puts out an album every three years. So he puts out an album, then he spends a year writing mm-hmm. and then he takes it on the road to clubs for a year. To work he, it. To work it. Yeah. And then he takes it to theaters for a year and then he records it. At the end of three years. There you go. And I'm like, that and is think a about really that. That's a three-year investment. For most people, for some people, that's that's almost an entire undergraduate career. Yeah. You know, your four years of college is what it takes to put out one album. If it takes you 10 years to become a decent comedian, mm-hmm. you don't just start churning out amazing material every year. Like, it <laughs> takes another... Like, it's like Jerry Seinfeld always said, that it takes, like, 10 years to become a doctor. Yeah. And, and it's the same kind of arc when it comes to comedy it's like it takes 10 years to become a comedian and then when you become a comedian you're not just the best comedian ever you have to like (laughs) gather a reputation Uh just like a doctor patience a fan a crowd a following you know like then you have to become a good doctor now you're a doctor now you have to become a good doctor that's it and so i i mean i'm so thankful that there are still comics out there that are like on that slower trajectory because i feel like as fan, fans consume this art and then they are like, why isn't you should be putting this out every year? And like, that's not how art works. Yeah. Like everybody has their own pace. Everybody has their own amount of time. It just takes it take, for me. It takes me a really long time to, sure. to really hone and work a bit. Well, and, and you know, now I get uh, asked almost daily to, Hey, will you host this veterans event? Will you host this charity event? Will you host this? Thing? And, you know, I try to do as many as I can. Um, they're usually all for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I still have a mortgage. I still have kids. <laughs> you know, like I can't do constant free work. But it's never just come and host it. It's come entertain us yeah. for 15 to 30 minutes, which means you have to sit down and write something specific for our group. Mm-hmm. And and because you are who you are, we ex- have a high expectation of the the yucks you're going to deliver for us, which is unbelievable amount of pressure. And so it's, it's getting harder and harder to say yes to things because I I just don't have the time to sit down and commit to writing out a 30 minute show for your special group. Right. I just don't have, it's impossible. It's becoming too cumbersome. 
And as much as I want to help all these wonderful organizations who are doing God's work and doing amazing things, I just can't get it done. Mm-mm. And they and people just don't I, don't, I get that look, that blank look from them when they're like, really, you're not going to help us. And I'm like, oh, go pound sand. Yeah. I do everything I can for as many people as I can. Everybody can go. Yes, go write a book. Every that. time you think that a comedian should just come up with 30 minutes, yeah. try to go write a book. Yeah. Do Try to write a book in a week. Right. In a week. Try yeah. to write a book. A whole book. <laughs> not yes. just a book. And make it dazzling. Yeah. Make it entertaining. It better be awesome. Yeah. Because if it's not, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> and we're going to talk about you. <laughs> so anyway, it's uh, one of those very challenging things. Um, but I do love comedy, no matter what. Um, yeah. Oh, and I yeah. Have, I have a great appreciation for it. Uh, that's why I still do improv. Uh, and you yeah, because you don't have to write for improv; you just go perform. <laughs> yeah, but that uh, is like for me, that is like peak Rob Riggle. Like when you just get to be Rob Riggle, when you are just you, <laughs> like I could watch that all day. I could just watch you peacocking and acting like you are like an the idiot, greatest like karate <laughs> performer, whatever those are. Karate. High performance karate. <laughs> yes, HPK. Please. HPK. Yeah. I started telling that story on stage actually about my dad meeting you and trying to do a karate move on you and my dad not understanding sarcasm and like, he's like, no, 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 but he talks about karate. Yeah, like, I, I no, assume no. He, he's obviously uh, skilled in the art. <laughs> yes. Dad, he's a master of low kicks. So I don't think. Yeah. And when he says high performance karate, it's, he's peacocking to scare off people. <laughs> If if push came to shove and he was thrown in the octagon, he'd be dead in two seconds. So let's be real clear on that. The amount of training he's done lately consists of Jack Daniels and Marlboro Reds. <laughs> but he is opening an, an academy soon. So oh, really? Out for that. Okay. We'll see. But yeah, pretty much. <laughs> for over forty males, it's just like yeah, where it's the karate's super slow, and don't push yourself. Don't break a sweat. That's the motto it's in like my in high, my dojos. Don't break a sweat. High perform like you're high, like yeah, you're stoned. You're stoned. <laughs> high performance karate. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it just feels like I'm doing kicks, even though I'm sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in my mind, I'm whipping your ass right now. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, yeah. By the way, we are on location. Shark after dark. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Chan and I have been here. Uh, we <laughs> obviously we did uh, Shark Week. Uh, we did the big launch to Shark Week. We shot the special, um, and then who came up with Eat, Pray, Chum? That that actually was somebody uh, I believe at the network. That was a network. I was like, it's either network or like, or it was Bennett. But I was like, I love that title. The title is like <laughs> the most incredible thing I've ever heard. Well, good. I, I think uh, I it think says that was... everything about what that show was, which was super funny. I watched it. I couldn't wait. Oh, good. Yeah, me and Chris watched the whole thing. It was great. Uh, yeah, they made it a two-hour, which seemed excessive uh, <laughs> to me. I think they could have done it in an hour and ninety. But I, hey, I don't run the network they do, so it's their call. Um, but it, I think it still played and we had a, we definitely had a cool time filming it. And now this week we're doing shark after dark, which is kind of the fanboy show to accompany shark week, much like 
Walking Dead had Talking Dead, which <laughs> immediately following the show, immediately following Shark Week, uh, uh, all the episodes, all the different shows on Shark Week, we have Shark After Dark, which mm-hmm. we've been doing it all week. We had a, a great couple shows already. Uh, tonight, you, Sarah Tiana, <laughs> yeah. are going to be on the show, which I'm so stoked about. Aw, thanks. Um, and we got a really fun segment that you're going to do, which I'm excited about. So I hope people uh, are tuning in and watching all this because it's it's... It's going to be fun. And these are live shows. This is live to live TV. It's not live to tape. Mm-hmm. So th- this is, as we say it, it's going out over the airwaves. So I've really had to watch my gutter mouth because <laughs> I have foul words just flowing through my brain mm-hmm. at all times. And I've had to <laughs> had to swallow some of those. But little shark lock yeah. jaw. Do shark jaws lock? Probably not. Maybe. I'm, I'm assuming they do. But again, I am a shark expert. I should know this. Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, why not? <laughs> You're a medal. shark expert has now. a medal. I do have a medal. You should watch the show. I have a medal. I saw Bennett give you an award. And that was my shark expert medal. <laughs> uh, and it says it on the medal, so I'm kind of above reproach here. Um, did you do the David Spade show already? Because you said you were going to do that. I am, yeah. I was, uh, was going to... I, I'm doing it on Thursday. This podcast comes out on Thursday, so I will be uh, on David Spade, late, late uh, Lights Out with David Spade on Thursday night on Comedy Central. With awesome. Dana Carvey. I, I love David. I love David uh, Spade. I think he's uh, funny. I think he's actually really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a sweet guy. So One uh, of my favorite people in the whole and, and world. And to me, you. he's actually, in my opinion, he's getting better and better. Oh, like yeah. he's becoming, he's becoming nicer. He's becoming more gracious. He's becoming more enjoyable. Like everything about him, he's 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 uh, blossoming in a well, in a weird so, way. It's kind of fun to watch. I remember, like I started really working with him a couple years ago at the comedy store because he came back to doing stand up. You know, and a lot of people come back to stand up. You know, when like they're just kind of sick of TV or movie, whatever sure. he was doing, he and just they want wanted that live, to, they, they want, want that live feel again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he did stand up for a long time, and and they were doing that tour with Sandler and and Swartzen and everybody, and so, you know, and then I was like, oh, here we go. Here comes like a celebrity coming back to do stand up, and yeah. he was so good, and he cared so much, and he was always super sarcastic and like just like he always was on SNL, yeah. and it was just like, oh my god, I love this guy, and he. <laughs> Every time he sees me on stage, he'll text me a line from my stand-up. I don't know if he's just like wants me to remember, know that he watched it, yeah. or if he's just like happy with whatever. I mean, no, I, wrote. I think he's showing you sincere appreciation yeah, for no. your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he also doesn't text; he voice texts, so you, <laughs> you have to like listen up to That's your awesome. ear everything that he says. But he's an incredible human being, and so the Thursday night that I'm doing it, it's going to be me. Al Madrigal and Dana Carvey on the panel with David. So it should be really interesting. A little SNL reunion that we get to watch. Cool. Little witness. That would yeah. be so worth it and so oh, yeah. fun. It's pretty cool that they're having me on that I one. I actually love those guys. Uh, and I wish I could spend more time with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about the Sandler, the Spade, the Swartzen, mm-hmm. you know, that whole gang. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a, in a very jealous way, I, I want to be part of their bro. <laughs> They're Brodom, you know, like I want to be part of that crew. Swartzen is one of the most fun people to hang oh, out with. I love Swartzen. I, Swartzen I and I actually text each other and talk a lot of smack during sports I season. I bet, yeah, because, because the Viking, he's a Vikings fan. Yeah, and the Twins and the Royals are in the same division. Oh. So we talk a lot of smack there. And of course, we talk a lot of smack during. Um, and we've actually done a movie together and I like him. Oh, he's so fun. Yeah, fun guy. Yeah. All those guys are great. Well, that's good. So yeah. everybody watch uh, this Thursday. Thursday 
Uh, Sarah Tiana is going to be on David Spade on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of fun. Yeah. And uh, do you want to talk about your Royals? Because um, uh, I feel I, like... To be you... honest with you, I haven't been paying that close attention. I'm okay. assuming they're in first place in the division. It feels like it because uh, they actually played the Braves. We had a two series and I like tweeted at you about how we were going to like us. I didn't see this. Uh, kick your ass and then you guys kicked our ass so hard. Like, <laughs> the, I totally missed you this. You swept us. Just two games but it's still just like we couldn't even get it's but like we, we could barely I score. T- I feel bad that I missed your tweets. Oh that's okay. Yeah. I would have talked some serious smack <laughs> if I had been paying attention. I have been uh, and pun intended, I have been so underwater <laughs> yes. with Shark Week and Shark After Dark. Like, it's been an insane schedule. Yeah. And I'm sure Chandler can attest. She's mm-hmm. like, I need a vacation. This yeah. sucks. <laughs> uh, which we, there's one coming I up. I need a there's vacation one coming up. from the ocean. <laughs> there's one coming up. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm not dialed into anything. I don't oh, that's even, okay. I yeah. barely brush my teeth anymore. Well, yeah, I was just watch. I couldn't, I, like, we only play you guys, I guess, every four years. Yeah, it's, or ra- something. it's, it's rare r- that the NL and AL mix we're up. Actually, playing you again, it, it, but at the end of the season. But I think we're really? playing you in Kansas City. Oh, we're yeah, gonna another beat your two ass games again. Then. Yeah, probably because, man, we really have a tough time with the AL. We just like cannot seem to beat American League teams, which does not bode well for the World Series. Well, listen, you're being very gracious, but I'm going to lean into it a little bit. <laughs> Don't bring your punk-ass Braves up to the K, because we're going to put an ass-whipping on them, yeah. just like we always do. Yeah, you did. You did. You the only really... reason I get to say that is because apparently we won. Yeah, <laughs> that, you did. Uh, so I'm going to take full advantage yeah, of that. Yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't even get anything going, and... Uh, yeah, we're we're having a, we're struggling. We're having a little bit of a slump right now because a couple of our uh, well, Mark Nick Markakis just got hurt. Uh, he broke his wrist, which is he got hit by a pitch, so Ooh. he's out for a couple months, which does not which is, bode well. Season basically. Yeah, because you know Nick Markakis has played for three or four teams, and he's just kind of one of those guys that like nobody really talks about, but he hits like three twenty. Wow. He's like always. You know, clutch. Well, that's why he always has a roster spot in the in the bigs. Yeah, he's know? just a great defensive, like quiet, understated. No, you know, not a lot of flash. Isn't it funny how some of these guys, uh, if they're not peacocking, they just fly oh, yeah. under the radar. Oh. But they're but they're clutch players. They're important to your well, lineup. I think Mike Trout is the biggest example of that. Like Mike yeah. Trout is like probably the greatest player to ever play the game. Yeah. Chris talks about this all the time. He's just like he's so much better than Bryce Hart. He's so much, but he's just quiet and like you wouldn't if he walked into Target, you yeah. would have no idea who he exactly. was. Exactly, and, yeah. and he's the highest paid baseball player in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone like that, you know. If he had an ounce of marketing uh, uh, desire, he could peacock mm-hmm. a little bit and be the face of so many products, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's how Tiger Woods became a billionaire. It wasn't because of the golf earnings, although he was making a ton on golf earnings. It's because of the Nike deal. It's because of this deal. It's because mm-hmm. that's where the money is, the endorsements. So, you know, Mike's, I guess he's getting the fat money from Major League Baseball. He's like, I don't care. But yeah. if he if he peacocked just a little bit. Mm-hmm. He might get a t- he might he get has, a bigger taste. And yeah, maybe, maybe he doesn't want. I a think he has taste. a couple endorsements, but it's probably I think it's like a energy drink or something. But like, he's you, you know he's also no I have That's no idea no like, he's also on the Angels so like nobody ever sees him he's not on TV he's not on that's interesting you that's know interesting that he, yeah I, the bit but it, it seems like a big market team it seems like it should be money yeah because they're on they well they used to be owned by Disney I don't know if they're still owned by Disney but like. 
they i mean he plays with albert pujols like who's yes. you know one of the you know greatest players ever a hall yeah. of famer so. just between those two players alone they're they're over mm-hmm. halfway to a billion dollars in salary yeah. but that is you know that's what i always say about baseball like baseball has like a marketing problem and an image problem but that is because they don't have a villain and they don't have a hero and you have to have both of those for your sport to be to to really light up you know what i mean you have You're right. when you know just think about it in tennis. football tennis was that way i mean when tennis, tennis was at its peak you had bad boys and you had uh heroes yeah i mean even this last like in in the was it the french no and wimbledon you know for federer and djokovic to go back like to head to head and i think it was probably seven years ago when djokovic first beat federer and everybody was cheering for novak like to to win that and then this time it was the reverse everybody wanted federer because federer hadn't won in so long and he's he's getting he's getting up there in age and he's probably not gonna be on the stage much longer yeah so you're just cheering for someone who doesn't always win and so it's the best storyline yeah that's what the underdog that's what people that's why they that's why they're always trying to sell a story right that's why if it's interesting then people get into it yeah in baseball the villains are the yankees and the red Sox or the astros now you know the dodgers like any of those high payroll teams right anybody who's got the that kind of payroll Mm -hmm. you you root against them you root for the underdogs you root for the royals yeah yeah yeah, you root for yeah the little baby Braves who are like twenty one years old. Like none of them are over twenty two. <laughs> that's crazy. It's so insane. Yeah, yeah. you you have to, that's what you need. But you know they don't they don't do enough marketing with that. Like basketball has that, football has that for sure. You have the Patriots who are like basically the, you know Darth Vader. Well, they yeah uh, people love to to see uh, uh, a great story and and so you have this ascension story where the Patriots were you know not great for so long and then they ascended to this mm-hmm. wonderful dynasty and they got three or four Super Bowls and everybody's like oh well done now mm-hmm. now you need to leave the stage yeah, and they refused to leave the <laughs> <Yes>. stage <laughs> and they stayed on the stage for nine freaking Super Bowls mm-hmm. and now everybody's like they are the evil empire they're mm-hmm. the dark overlords we need to purge them because you're allowed a certain amount of success but then people need you to step down yeah. we need to stop you rubbing our nose in it you can't have too much success yeah. and it's like sorry dude it's it's the it's the old uh, heavyweight thing. Look, if you want to beat the champ, you want to be the champ. You got to beat the champ. And so I, that's so all those whining teams in in the AFC East division, the the Dolphins, the Jets, and whoever else I don't even know who it's. It's, it's the Patriots, the, the Dolphins, Ram- the Jets, uh, and there's another AFC East team. That's how unimportant you are and how much you bore me. <laughs> AFC East. But they all, sit around and whine. they all sit around and whine and complain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, sorry, you want to be the best, you got to go beat the best. No excuses. Oh, Just the Buffalo Bills. Bills. Bills, thank you. Yeah. You got to go beat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no. shut up. Which is so crazy. What's so crazy about what the Patriots have done is that they have done it in the free agency era, which is designed specifically so that no team consistently wins. Yeah. Like the free agency era is designed so that no team can just have like the stronghold of amazing players. They they constantly let go of players and yeah. bring new ones in. So that I tell, like it's, that though. I got to tell you. Oh, I, I love it. I love it because where we are now is uh, in training camp. Right, we're in training camp for the NFL season, and I've been watching the reports. All the reports from all 32 teams are coming back. They all believe that they have a real shot at, yeah. at the championship. All 32 teams are like, "We're going to be competitive this year." Mm-hmm. That is awesome. There's not one, per, not one team in their training camp going, "Well, we're hoping for 2020." You know, <laughs> we're hoping for 2021. Uh, you know, they're all. 
mm-hmm. really adamant that they're going to be competitive here. That's so fun yeah. going into a football season like that. I mean, that kind of parody you dream about. Do you know how excited I am for Hard Knocks with Gruden and Antonio Brown and like that just riff raff? Yeah. Did you already see that they showed hodgepodge, a, that hot mess that is Oakland Raiders? They showed a clip of him giving this speech at like opening day of training camp, which was I don't know if you saw it. But I haven't it, seen any. I've, I've been like I said underwater, so I, I'm behind he, on all my TV viewing. He was like this. Everybody talks about their dreams. You know, I have a dream of coming to the NFL. I have a dream of playing in the Super Bowl. And then uh, he goes, you know what I have? A nightmare. <laughs> I have a nightmare that we're not going to do that. And what I need you guys to do is go out there and crush everybody's dream. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> He's like, I want you to ruin dreams. <laughs> what is it with football I coaches? <laughs> I swear to God, they're hilarious. They really are hilarious. Um I guess they just spend too much time by themselves because honestly, my high school football coach, I'll never forget. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to embarrass him. Uh, it was an assistant coach. It wasn't the head coach, but it was, a, it was an assistant coach. And it, we were playing sophomore football. Now we're 15 year old boys. <laughs> we're playing sophomore football. So he was coaching the sophomore team. He was the head coach of the sophomore team. And we're at halftime and we were winning. And his speech was this <laughs> boys. You got the dog down. Now crush its skull. <laughs> and that was it. And we all charged out of the tunnel. We're like, ah! Like 15-year-old maniacs. I was like, what did he just say? Like me and my buddy were the Why only sarcastic ones. Like, me and my buddies were the only sarcastic ones. Like I had two buddies, Jeff and Bill. And we were like, Bill Conan and Jeff Robbins, my two best friends. And we looked at each other because we were only, like, we had sense of humor back then. And we looked at each other. What the hell did he just, what was that? So that became our thing. Like we would, we still say it to this day. We still say, you got the dog down. You got to crush its skull. Um, it made no sense at the time. It was just this crazy thing to say, I guess he was trying to fire us. Nobody knows, but he was kind of a buffoon anyway. I hope he doesn't have a dog. The coach. <laughs> he doesn't now. He doesn't now. And if, and if the dog's sleeping, it's dead, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but anyway, but coaches say the most bizarre shit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just, I'm so excited to see. Well, I'm, what I'm really excited about is to see them when they get to Vegas. You know what I mean? Like, that is just going to be... Raiders in Vegas mayhem. is going to be a mess, and it's going to be the kind of mess I can't wait to be part of. Yeah, and Raiders fans going to Vegas? Uh, insanely the worst. entertaining. The no. worst. There's not enough security. There's not enough <laughs> no, security. Definitely not. And if that campaign does not say, forget red or black, you should bet on brown... <laughs> Because they got Antonio Brown. They are doing themselves a disservice. They are doing like, themselves a disservice. That joke wrote itself. Well, as a Chiefs fan, I play. we play the Raiders twice a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, once at Arrowhead and once at wherever they live. <laughs> and I'm actually looking forward to when they go to Vegas because I will now go to Vegas once a year, as if I didn't already. <laughs> uh, go four times a year. An but additional I will, time each <laughs> year. I'll go an additional time. But I, I look forward to going to uh, Vegas to, to a Raiders-Chiefs game every year. And I will be in all red. <laughs> uh, and the, everybody can deal with that. <laughs> After you get beaten yeah. up. I know. Unbelievable. Um, the, the, well, I'm not going to get into it too much. Yeah. Hey, but it is August. And speaking of high school uh, football coaches, reminds me, school is getting ready to start. Yeah. Uh, and that was always a really uh, uh, special time for me, I remember, <laughs> because uh, I would get one day of clothes, new clothes oh. shopping for yeah. school. That was and, the best. Um, 
my mom had a vision of what I should wear and I had a vision <laughs> of what I should wear. And they, believe it or not, they weren't the same. Oh. Mm-hmm. They were not the same. Uh, I needed jeans. She envisioned khakis and corduroys a lot in my life. Uh, <laughs> button downs were her big thing. I needed t-shirts that said, suck it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Those like big Johnson shirts. I could see you wearing something yeah. like that. Yeah. And we usually landed on some disgusting OP Polo. collared shirt mm-hmm. that was just annoying. But... Those are the trials and tribulations of every child, I guess. Do oh, you have yeah. any special memories of going back to school? Yeah, I loved that going, like getting to go shopping for school and like getting five outfits because I would love to get five, one for each day. But did you have like the one big, all right, it's back to school. We're going shopping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, one and day. So we'd go to the mall mm-hmm. uh, if I was lucky. Oh, yeah. Half if the I'm... time it'd be, you know, Target. But uh, the other time, you know, no, the no. mall meant like it was. I was highfalutin. <laughs> I was in high cotton. If I was shopping at the mall, friend. Yeah, we didn't have a mall, so it was like Walmart, I think, for us. Uh, And yeah, I think there was like a couple of other stores in town that we got to go to. But yeah, I mean, even just getting like the notebooks and stuff was really exciting. And like, I just remember that first day of school, like everybody is wearing their new clothes. Everybody's, you're like, it's like the day after Christmas, you know, where everybody's got on something new. Everybody's shiny and new. Yeah. Everybody's shiny and new and sparkly and new clothes. And then by the time Christmas hits, everything's faded and you're like, oh yeah, we definitely need new stuff because this stuff was not high quality. And when you wash it every week, it just like fades. That's right. And uh, yeah, my sister's actually just um, a about to start to go back, you know, and she just had a baby, so she's not not too excited about having to go back to school already. Oh. But she was really excited to get back into her classroom, she said, because um, they actually, uh, she had planned on staying throughout the, the whole end of the school year, but her doctor made her stop working and just go on rest for like oh. a month before the baby was born. So she had, and my sister's extremely OCD, like she cannot go to sleep if the remote's not in the right place. Oh boy. Totally different than me. Right? <laughs> I'm like, where's the remote? Uh, I've lost two of the remote. I still have no idea where oh two God. of them are. Remote location is critical. <laughs> yeah. But my, so my sister did not pack up her classroom at the end of the year. So she had to go back in and like look and see like who, like where everything, yeah. She's freaking out. Right yeah. Now. She's, uh, she said it, the girl that did it actually did a really, really good job and like labeled everything, but. Well, we're, we, uh, um, I hate to cut you off there, uh, Sarah, but no, we're running, we're running out of time. Um, I hate to do this, but before we do, uh, Chen, are, do you have any turd nominees before? Or I can do one. Let's do one. Let's, let's give the people one. So this one is from Danielle Stoll on Facebook. Oh, um, nice. A Florida man was arrested for tranquilizing and raping alligators in the Everglades. <sighs> I'm sorry, say that last part again. I feel like I misheard you. A Florida man was arrested for tranquilizing and raping alligators in the Everglades. And here's a photo of him. Well, I'm glad that he tranquilized them first. Oh, my God. I mean, not really, actually. He was was engaged in bestiality with a... Date-raping alligators. Alligator. I don't even know where the vagina on an alligator is. Oh, you don't? No. Apparently, he was high on crystal oh, meth. Don't? So. I'm shocked by that. Wait a second. You say he was high on crystal meth? Yeah, and he told everyone he was possessed by the late Steve Irwin. Because uh, so. Steve Irwin definitely had sex with a lot of alligators. I've got to be honest with you. Those are crocodiles, is, just so you know. It's all adding up. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm starting to see there's some indicators here. 
Uh, one, he's crazy. Two, he's on crystal meth. Uh, and three, he has uh, sexual relations with an alligator. Well, he also was just throwing around every possible excuse for throwing, like, for being attracted to alligator. You know, like, he's like, oh, I was on drugs and uh, possessed by the devil, possessed by Steve Irwin. Just, just here's my advice. Stay off the drugs. Florida. Stay off the drugs. And if, if you really have some sort of crocodile alligator fetish just don't do what he did just go on the black market and buy an alligator bag and fuck it <laughs> yeah like a normal human <laughs> like being a, or get like get a pair of uh, uh alligator boots alligator shoes the the loafers that makes for a nice hump ability yeah the and orange hump ones the loafers hump the gator loafers <laughs> don't you don't have to hump a gator we have lost ourselves <laughs> this society is in the toilet and he has his hand on the le lever. Well, that's premeditated also if he was tranquilizing them. So he wasn't just going in willy-nilly, so to speak. Like if he's That level of mental illness, though, yeah. the fact that he walks among us, he's in our oh, society. Right. Um, and he was out there in our society. Now I hope he's behind bars and I hope he's... Yes, uh, he's arrested. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah. he, he doesn't, again, another classic example of someone who doesn't deserve to be with us in our society. He needs to be separated. Um, I, I want to go back. I want to go back in time to a, a time when we used to take uh, criminals and put them on an island in the middle of the Pacific and just leave them. Yeah. I don't, I, you That's know, all Australia. This rehabilitation, That's Australia. Are you going to rehabilitate a crocodile fucker? No. No, you're not. No. So take them and dump them on an island. Where That's there's a, crocodiles. Where there's crocodiles and let Fine. him die through natural selection. <laughs> oh, my it. God. These people make me sick. They mm -hmm. make me angry, and who is this? A I'm getting mad now. What's his What's this asshole's name? Uh, let's look. I don't think they released his name probably to oh, protect him. To protect him. Protect him. He's, 50, he's an adult. He's 57 years old. <laughs> he's 57 years old. Oh, Sean Columns. Thank you, Sean. You are now number one <laughs> on the big board for the North American Turd Awards. <laughs> Slap that name right on the top. <laughs> Sean has infuriated me just yeah, now. Yeah, I see that. Um, I, this, like, being around sharks has really made you upset for the animal kingdom. <laughs> You're very protective. I have, I, have res I have respect for all living things except yes. for Sean. <laughs> yes. Couldn't agree more. I have no respect for him. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Well, the time has flown by. Thank you so much for, for listening, for joining us. I think we learned some really important things today. Uh, mainly, just keep it to one swing thought. <laughs> keep it to one swing thought. And also, Sean from Florida is a piece of garbage. Garbage. And uh, deserves a massive beatdown in life. But I leave that to to God to handle that business. Um, all we can do as humans is put them on an island. <laughs> anything else we need to know? Or anything we need to No, I'm just going to be on? thinking of him. He is my one swing thought. It's his head on the, that I'm imagining when I go up there. and Yeah. Yeah. He's on the big board, friends. And I don't see him moving out of the one spot. <laughs> uh, for a long time. We'll find out. Next episode. Oh, God. Next episode. Me. Uh, all right, friends. Well, thank you for joining. This has been Riggles Picks. I'm Rob Riggle. I'm Sarah Tiana. With us, as always, Chan and new guy, Eric, uh, filling <laughs> in for Gary while Gary sobers up, uh, we assume. And I'm kidding, of course. He's drunk. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. <laughs> 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 <laughs>